0: Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Oh, man.
1: I just sat in traffic for like an hour and a half, (laughs) so I'm doing fine. It's amazing. Didn't realize there was uh, enough people to have traffic in New Zealand. Is that what happens is, right? There's an accident somewhere, or I actually believe there's a fire somewhere, right? So they just shut the whole road down. Sure. And when you don't have a lot of people, it's not like you've got other options, right? That's the one road to get to where you're going. So then the road shuts down. And then when they start to clear the road, it's just, it's backed up. So you're sitting there in traffic for an hour and a half as people try to get through the road. So it was rough. Uh, But I made it home, made it home safely. And here we are.
0: Wow. Well, at least you made it. Traffic is everywhere. It's a universal thing. It is. People And and drivers um, are everywhere, too. People always complain. they be like, LA has got the worst traffic. It's like, no, wherever you are, that's the worst traffic. Sorry. It's all relative. Exactly. Exactly. I, every time I've been to LA, I never felt like, wow, this
1: traffic is completely unlike anything I've ever seen. Well, what makes L. A. traffic interesting is that you'll hit traffic at like two in the morning. (laughs) It's like, you'll, there's times I've taken a flight, right? You take a, you take a, what's the opposite of a red eye, right? You take that flight that drops you off in LA, you leave New York at like 10.
0: The opposite of a red eye would be, uh, would, would be a green eye.
1: Yeah. It's like 10, 11 stage. p.m. And that means you land in LA at like midnight, right? Something like that. It's like one of those flights where it's like you yeah. land in, it's like a five hour flight. And when you land, it's 12 o'clock, it's 12 p.m. So you're like driving from the airport, and I've hit traffic at like one in the morning. And you're like, who is out at one in the morning that there's traffic, but it's LA? Yeah. Cause bars close, they don't, they're not. They don't go that late in LA, no, right? Not in California, not at all. Yeah, Because so you got to People tend home. to be done. Yeah, people tend to be done by 12, 31 o'clock.
0: Yeah. Well, the, 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 the most absurd traffic I've seen in my life uh, is Mexico City. That was by far, that was actually probably the worst traffic I've ever seen in my life. And I, because the same ride from one place, that would I took the same route at two different times. One time was at about, I don't know, three in the afternoon. And the other was at, let's call it three in the morning. Three three, 3 a.m., right? 3 a.m., no more than 10 minutes. Uh 3 p.m., hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is like, there's no rules. <laughs> and if there are rules, they don't really give a shit. Like there's there's lanes and stuff like you'd imagine, but it it seems like every every sign and mark is a, is a suggestion. <laughs> so, so uh, there was a point where I think halfway through my time in Mexico City, and I was only there for what was it? I was in Mexico City for a cumulative, let's call it three and a half days, not not consecutive. Yeah, no, it was not, like it's not very really long. Up. Yeah, it was about seventy two hours, and then yeah, so two nights and then one night. Um, uh, that was, that was when I was there. God, it was a little over a year ago now. Um, feels like an eternity. <laughs> you know. um, hey, can
1: I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. Sure, Have sure. you taken a flight this year in 2020? No. Interesting. No. How the interesting last, is that?
0: You know, you know, the last flight I took was, uh, was the one from Arizona.
1: Wow. I mean, it's funny. I don't think I, I've I, taken I, a flight since then. I thought about this and sorry, I don't want to derail you from the Mexico. No, it's obviously. fine. It wasn't that interesting. But I, I Alice asked me this and says, "Have you taken a flight this year?" Now, think about it. I've basically taken a flight every year of my life since I was eighteen. Yeah, right? Because I went to school in Savannah, Georgia when everyone else was in Michigan, right? So you fly home basically every Christmas. Or at least every Thanksgiving, especially when I went to school, our break started in Thanksgiving and went back like we had like 12 weeks off or something crazy or like 10 weeks off because we were on quarters, right? So I would fly home. And then when I lived in New York, I'd fly home for Christmas when I was in L.A. You know, you fly home for Christmas, you fly home for the holidays. And I live in New Zealand. Obviously, I've done a lot of traveling and you get on planes everywhere. This year, I snuck in a flight in February to go to Auckland to watch a UFC fight. <laughs> and that was a flight that I left at 8 AM. And I, I left here at 8 AM landed, watched went to the UFC main of, to the event and then flew home that same day. Right. It's so like, that's just how you do it in New Zealand. Cause it's like a 45 sure. minute flight to Auckland. So yeah. I somehow still was able to sneak a flight through <laughs> this year when most people, I would say the majority of people have not traveled by air, airline this year.
0: Yeah, I was supposed to fly to uh, – I was supposed to go to San Francisco in March. That was right before – and that that would have been basically the day everything shut down. It would have been for GDC. And I had the flights and just didn't – and the whole event was canceled. So, that was a wrap on that. And yeah, it's it sucks. Uh, I, I, I've traveled – I I don't know if it's since what year. Definitely since – Um, I graduated college, so for the last almost ten years, at this point, I've flown. Not only have I flown at least once a year, I'd say in the last few years, I've been flying like at least once a month. and At least, at least for the last. Fly for
1: work, right? I would
0: fly for work. Yeah, I'd fly for work, and then you know we'd do some trips and all that stuff. It would definitely average out. Let me put it this way: this year. I last year was the first year I achieved status on an airline, and I achieved status on the flight back, and I haven't flown since. <laughs> wow! So, so United, United, and all their because you know airlines are very gracious; they're very customer focused, as you know, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I'm, of course I'm talking a bunch of horse shit. They're assholes. They're all they're all assholes, and they squeeze you for every dime they can, and there's no rhyme or reason to why they charge what they charge, and uh, and they. They will nickel and dime you every chance they can get, but they did extend the um, status achieved for this year through next year, and I'd say that if things are still going on, they might extend it even further. But we shall see. Um, because yeah, I was, you know, we we were planning to do some some traveling and all that other stuff, and yep. I knew that I was looking forward to it, and I I cannot wait for these for these uh, restrictions to be lifted cuz i am getting the fuck out of here as soon as possible to go somewhere i just miss i miss being on a plane even that that's like uh, yeah i like being on planes i don't mind it but also don't don't forget i have a, i have a smaller frame so you know every every seat is at least bearable for me and i kind of like that the feeling of you know i, I don't know there's some, there's something about the entire experience that i like every step along the way has that certain joy to it that others may find monotonous or tedious or i kind of relish in it i don't know why
1: maybe i'm just broken in that way yeah who could say taking too many flights maybe means, i don't know yeah Again, I, I don't enjoy flying it's a necessary evil <laughs> mm. i don't mind it and uh it's
0: great to be on a flight with uh, no wi-fi as well because then you're just like kind of Shut down, you have no no distractions, like it's it's probably one of the few times if you're not in the shower where where, where like you are completely cut off with, with all the ex, with with like all the excuses at your disposal to be like, yeah, sorry. I was just stuck. I was stuck in a tube for
1: however long I was up there. My own yeah. personal space. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, but that's interesting. I think most people, if you're listening to this, think about the last time you've taken a flight and it might surprise you that it's like, oh, wow, it's almost it's probably at least been a year because we're coming up on Christmas. Yeah, I have a friend who just flew to Aruba
0: literally today. Nice. From New York. Nice said he rented a room for a for a week and it cost him twenty one dollars. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> no one's no one's flying. No one's going. Yeah. Yeah. He was posting some pictures from uh, from Instagram. of like, Jesus, twenty one dollars. He asked me like because we were on the ice uh, last night. And he's like, yeah, you want to come? I was like, uh, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I didn't go. I'm still in Brooklyn. This is not a it's not a lie. So, yeah, Mexico City, terrible traffic um, to the point where it took about 24 hours for me to be like, all right, let me see if I can figure out these trains. And I did. And that's where I learned that they sell that the stuff they're hawking on the trains is pretty vast down in Mexico City. Nice very interesting while <laughs> you're always shopping
1: yeah. on the train before you go home it's really bizarre like <laughs> it
0: gets really strange yeah but anyway i recommend it it's a cool city i, I mean that was basically every every city i've basically said i want to i want to come back most of the places i visited and speaking of which there's no time to waste we are we're on a i'm going to tease where we're headed here At the end our media therapy is going to be our our tenant It'll be a review, but I, I feel like it'll be more of a discussion because I have a lot of questions. So we'll talk about that later. So I want I want to get right to the, but I want to talk about it. So let let's jump. So let's just jump right into some news. I got it's going to be kind of light. All right, I got it's going to be light, fun, and it's going to. And speaking of travel, I think all these are, fit well with our uh, with our discussion. I'm hoping you haven't heard about any of this stuff.
1: No, probably not. Let's do it. So here
0: are your options. You have. Nintendo Land. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to summarize this. Um, Robot Wolf. Why not? I'll just give it away. And uh, Okonomiyaki. <laughs>
2: ooh, ooh!
0: All of these Japan-focused. Okonomiyaki. Did it? Did I intend for that to be that way? I don't know. These are just the things that caught my eye.
1: Oh. Is it okay for us to go in the order that you named them? So, call, the robot was a robot wolf robot. Wolf, Yeah. Yeah. And then what's the first one again? Uh, Nintendo land. Okay. Super Let, let's, Nintendo start, land. let's start. Let's start. Let's start in that order. I like this order.
0: Okay, cool. All right. So I got to send you the link because that's the, the only way this will work. I'll read it, but I'll also, but it's also good to have this visual aid. So if you're, if you're listening and you have a, an internet connection, just Google, uh super nintendo land and uh or super yeah and then you'll you'll see all this stuff so reading from Engadget because of its brevity um super nintendo land will open in japan on february 4th 2021 the star attraction is an ar augmented reality mario kart roller coaster super nintendo world what the hell the headline said land Whatever. Super Nintendo World, the much-anticipated, life-size, living video game theme park, will open on February 4th in my personal favorite city, Osaka, Universal Studios Japan. I added that editorial, by the way. Japan has announced. The opening date is a welcome surprise. The Universal, and as Universal and Nintendo last said, that the park would open in spring of 2021. To get folks revved up, Universal Studios Japan, USJ has provided a preview of a key park attraction, the Mario Kart roller coaster. Set inside Bowser's Castle, it uses an AR and projection mapping tech with each rider donning Mario cap-shaped AR headset. Though the ride itself is on rails, each car has a steering wheel and the AR tech will allow visitors to compete, that's in quotes, against each other. To gain an edge, visitors can collect virtual coins via wristband while roaming the park with a Switch console. Quote, During the race... Guests can throw the swords they get from the item box to repel the enemy and will compete for first place with Mario and Princess Peach to advance the co- the course, end quote, the translated PR reads. The The experience changes for each ride, and it sounds like there's a strong element of chance when it comes to winning or losing. So it sounds like a living Mario party if you've played any of those games. Bloomberg noted that the Super Nintendo World Park section seemed a bit small, which, which is not ideal if it hosts a lot of visitors in the middle of a pandemic. However, it will eventually expand via a Donkey Kong area that's already under construction. USJ also promised, quote, hygiene enhancement measures, end quote, being created in partnership with health officials and plans to operate at half capacity. All that said, things could also change depending on what happens with the pandemic, as Osaka has become a COVID-19 hotspot over the last several weeks. So yeah, there's a there's a video here. You could you can huh. see what's going on there. You know what's really uh,
1: interesting though. I, I cheated yeah. and scrolled down to the to the comments, right? Yeah, this which is, is always a right? dangerous thing to do.
0: Right. N gadget is kind of tame. Okay, well, ones. this one actually is tame. So someone yeah. named Zach Z-A-K. If it's not an iPhone or Android article, because that
1: that invokes the fanboys, yeah. but then <laughs> it's 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 okay on a gadget. I think to say so. Zach's comment is from the twentieth. And it says, so that's why they shut down the Mario Kart company in Japan to get rid of the competition. Yeah. Now, that's interesting probably to me and Jason because one of the things that is a staple around Japan is normally see a bunch of white people Mm -hmm. dressed up in costumes. And, like, it's an actual Mario Kart Race. So there's a Peach. There's a guy dressed as Mario. There's a guy dressed as Luigi. There's a guy dressed as Yoshi. And they're all like these knockoff, yes,
0: costumes. Like nothing of it looks official yes. at so all, and they ride on Inopa.
1: real streets.
0: I I actually remember seeing it in uh, what was it Namba in uh, in in Okinawa. That's where I remember seeing it most prominently.
1: Yeah, but I've seen it in Tokyo as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. I mean, you know, the guy below says they shut down those stupid carts in Tokyo for a few reasons. Although I don't think my favorite reason they are just plain knowing was one of them. (laughs) It was copyright and trade trademark infringement. And it was dangerous. People who mostly can't drive properly, not wearing safety equipment in vehicles just low enough to the ground to be invisible um To a lot of other motorists, etc., and people who don't know be- better thought that n- Nintendo was either running these carts or at least sanctioning them, and so they were calling Nintendo to complain every time there was an accident. So they're still running, this guy says. So feel free to ride one after COVID if you want the most, and en- if you want to annoy the most number of Tokyo residents in as short as possible time. So of course this guy is an expert. But yeah, that's very interesting because that's the first thing I thought of was: did they take the idea of these people driving around the street in these carts? <laughs> It's turned into a theme park. No, I don't think they do no, either.
0: This is this is like seems to be the most Nintendo Nintendoified version of a theme park attraction you could possibly have. And so I'm and they always the dabble in this new tech. I'm um, watching the video, and it looks super life. cool. This looks like it does. Life. It looks like a real Mario Kart level brought yeah. to life. And the and the the park itself looks really cool. It looks like something ripped right from uh, the 3D Land or 3D World games which are awesome 3d world is coming to um is coming to uh switch in february and i highly recommend it it's like one of the best 3d mario games full stop it's amazing because it's like if you if you took more 2d structure with a linear path but added a third dimension to it so it it's it's very much focused on the platforming challenge, which is what I find most enjoyable in in platformers. Which sounds kind of obvious, but some people prefer exploration, all that other stuff. This one is, um, and they're just great. Like it, it they're just they're really tight, really fun. That's the reason I bought a Wii U because it's a portable Wii U game. But anyway, I divert because <laughs> but it looks reason. just <laughs> but it looks just like it. Um, yeah. It, no, it really is because I bought I I didn't buy the Wii U when it first came out, but when I got my hands oh yeah, I'm sure game,
1: that's one of the worst systems of all time.
0: Yeah, I I had um, three games on the Wii U, and as of February, all three of them will be on the Switch because the three games I had for Wii U were. Oh, well, actually, I had a little more because I guess I had Wind Waker as well, but it was Super Mario Worlds, which is why I bought it, and then Bayonetta two, and I played through Bayonetta one as well, so that was it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but this looks really cool and the, and the park design looks really cool. It it says it's small. So the screenshots that they, that they have all make it look like it's, it's this kind of vast thing, but who knows what's behind the camera lens where it's just like, no, that that's literally the entire thing. And it's a subsection of this park, but I think it's going to be what Harry Potter world is in, uh, in universal now because it's like you know people go down to universal in florida they're going to harry potter world and at some point that's just going to be its own thing because it's commanding like 70 percent of the eyes to the point where the rest of it it's more profitable to expand it and i don't really know what's in like honestly if i go back to osaka which i'm sure i will in my lifetime um this is i'd check this out for sure there's no doubt there's no doubt i would go and see this thing and this is what's bringing me there not the rest of it like You can get that stuff anywhere. Although they are. I believe there is a plan to open a Super Nintendo world or land in the States. I don't know where it might be in Florida.
1: Nintendo, which makes sense because that's where all that stuff is in Florida. Yeah, I believe that's what they're doing.
0: Yeah, so they're going they're going to do it in 2023. That was as of January is what they say. So that's going to be in Universal Orlando. So yeah, it's like you you go down there, and it's basically probably going to be half. It, there'll be a point in time where it's going to be half half Nintendo shit, half Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, and then the, yeah. and then the Disney park is just going to be Star Wars and Marvel.
1: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's a, the big Star Wars, and and there's the big Avatar ride in as well, which will start to right. fill out, I'm sure, as James Cameron continues to bring Avatar back to life. So right. that stuff will expand. So yeah gonna bring it back to life like
0: what jake was the guy's name jake 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 sully right yeah i don't know why i remember that i've seen that movie once in its entirety my life's so, but they're bringing it back to life like like they did at the end of that movie they're gonna place that thing next to that big ass tree that blew up spoiler alerts yeah. and uh and it's gonna come back to life and then they're gonna fuck with their tails or something
1: and uh dirty secret. I've only seen it once as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a long movie. You got to like take I've, some time out. I've, that I've and spent, King Kong. I've spent
1: more time working on the Avatar sequels than I have actually <laughs> watching. I've watched. I've not watched a lot of Avatar. That doesn't sequels. even
0: even if you saw that movie ten times, that wouldn't be a difficult feat to achieve. But that movie and PJ's King Kong is uh, is the other one that I've seen one time.
1: Yes, and it's that's a
0: long epic. movie because I just I can't it's long Constant, it takes an yeah. hour it's i think journey. so
1: what is it? it takes like an hour and a half for them to get to the island i believe yeah because you get an hour of blackjack being like i'm gonna make this movie Black, we're gonna go to Black this Jack. island
0: and... <laughs> what did i say Jack you gotta Black, Black, call but... him blackjack is what you called it sorry it's uh it's uh it's after midnight here it is um so <laughs> excuse my uh blackjack yeah i have an excuse for my nonsense um yeah, Greg sent me a text earlier saying the amount of times that he said, "What did he say?" I'm bringing up the text now. I got text from him and Arlen, and I, I guess I should bring that up at some point. Um, so he said, "Do do 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 do," something about the movie stuff. Um, he said after listening to your podcast for continuously for years, I still can't decide. That my rando movie and actor knowledge is crazy or normal because I'm almost I almost always know exactly who you two are misnaming, miscasting, forgetting slash whatevering. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, "You were thinking probably of Wet Hot American Summer." By the way, that's when I was thinking about what Elizabeth Banks and all those guys started in, and I was. And he's correct; that is what I was thinking of. And oddly enough, I looked that up while we were recording, and I didn't even say it at the time. <laughs> uh, and then. And while we're on that, because we're basically at the end of the story. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add on this?
1: No, it just sounds cool. So uh, when we eventually go back to Osaka, um, because I need, uh, you know what? It's actually Hiroshima that we've got to go back to. I need that Okonomiyaki in my life. Well, we'll talk about Okonomiyaki later. I need it. (laughs) I need it. That stuff is good. I can get that here That uh, that will make me eat meat again. That alone will make me eat meat again. Oh, oh.
0: Mm. it's delicious. Okay, so Arlen, then we'll take a bit of a, a detour here. Arlen's feedback is, I'm just going to read her verbatim. You tell me what she thinks she means, okay? How dare you, dare in all caps, turkey is an inferior chicken, not, <laughs> all caps, the other way around. What is, doesn't that basically mean
1: what I said? I think, I think the way that you read that is what it, yeah, is like turkey is an inferior chicken, not like It sounds like around. she's agreeing with what I was saying. Seems like it, yeah.
0: But I said, so I said, what? I said chicken is better than turkey. Just saying facts. She wrote, nope. Then I said, sorry, not sorry. So I said, what about my stance on duck? She said, I used to not like duck, but now I definitely like it. Depend on how it's cooked, though I think. So I responded with, well, and then her, it, and then she also said this, which is, and then she kind of ignored the, the duck thing. So, um, but she suggested that, uh, I have to watch Schitt's Creek. And then Greg also said, I have to watch Schitt's Creek.
1: Yeah. That's again, it's like the, it's, I, I need to, I've watched like the first season of it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Personally. But again, I, am I'm, I'm, I'm tough when it comes to those types of comedy things. I tend to watch them pretty mindlessly. Um, but yeah, I mean, this by now it's what six, seven seasons in, and they just pretty much won every Golden Globe you can for comedy this year. <laughs> so like they they won all of them. I'm pretty sure um, they won something yeah. insane. Like every cast member of that show won an Emmy. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, super popular.
0: Well, let's. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not gonna watch it. Probably to be perfectly honest. Um, no disrespect. Yeah, you're,
1: not, you're not a big TV watcher.
0: I, I can't, you know, I finished Yakuza seven that that took me there. Yakuza like a dragon. That was like 70 hours. That was 60 hours of time. And I'd rather put that against games than, uh, than a TV show. It just, I can't, it's difficult. It's difficult for me to do. Um, Especially when it's already, when it's like already something that's already done. I feel like I've missed it. I missed out. Like I could keep up with a weekly serial, so to speak, but not catching up. It's just looking at a mountain. <laughs> All right, this next one. So moving on here, talking about uh, monster wolves. Uh, Wait a minute. This article. We're still going to read it, but this might this might be a little bit of old news, but it's still but it's still fun. So we're still going to read it anyway. You bring an old news to this podcast. No, because it was reported by Vice. So Vice wrote about it. Like in November. And then the source that it references is from May, 2017. So in the spirit of being relevant, but read the vice article. (laughs) All right. Japan is using a a monster. Let me restart. Like I said, it's late. Japan is using a robotic monster wolf to scare bears away from people's houses. With a steep increase in bear sightings this year, a northern town is using a robot to keep citizens and animals living in a harmonious balance. I'm going to send you this link so you can see a picture of this. It's worth seeing, and it is terrifying. On Japan's northernmost island of Hokkaido where we've been once one town has installed a robot monster wolf to protect residents from encroaching bears the scarecrow wolf is equipped with a motion sensor that when tripped spurs the metallic beast into a red led eyed howling sequence according to japan kyo the cyber wolf was and if you click that link where it says japan Q, that's where it takes you where it's like three uh three years ago so you can actually see a video of the thing in motion The cyber wolf was created as a joint project between Hokkaido-based machinery from Otaseiki Hokkaido University and the Tokyo University of Agriculture. That's easy to pronounce. Mayanichi, that's reported by Mayanichi. Bots were first placed on Hokkaido farmland in 2016 to fend off wolves and other predators from livestock. Now there are more than 62 monster wolves across all Japan. However, Takikawa's recent- recent installation is the mo- is the first meant to protect humans, quote, we want to let bears know human settlements aren't where you live and help and help with coexistence of bears and people, End quote, said Yuji Ota, head of head of Ota Seiki in an interview with Mainichi. This this Princess Mononoke-gone-metal ideal of beast, man, and machine living harmoniously has worked in wildlife management before, according to Dave Thau, Global Data and Technology Lead Scientist of Global Science at World Wildlife Fund. Although a new science, Thau says robots are, enhanced, are enhancing global cons- conservation efforts from swimming the depths, picking up trash, to gathering insights on the backs of flying beetles. Quote, Many of these applications are very new and not yet widely deployed, making it exciting times for any conservation-minded roboticists, end quote, Thou said in an email to Motherboard. Quote, we're using technology to monitor biodiversity and and environmental health, as well as helping reduce illegal exploitation of wildlife and reduce human-wildlife conflict, end quote for the town of more than of just more than 36,500 residents bear sightings were extremely rare according to Mainichi. there's typically one sighting every few years but this year since the end of may there have been 10 in the town alone while there is no conclusive reason for the tight for the takikawa uptick the japan times reported a similar surge in the hokkaido town of shimimaki shim shimabaki there we go Takikawa officials have placed a four foot long, three foot high scarecrow in a neighborhood just outside of the city center. It's really a scarecrow at that point. Isn't it a scare bear?
1: Yes. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're scared. Yeah. Scaring yeah. I mean, it's not, it's yeah. not a scarecrow, but fair I enough. I mean, I get it. I get the application, yes. but you know,
0: it's like kind of bizarre. Anyway, it will remain there until hibernation season begins at the end of November. It's like chicken fried steak, right? Like It's a fried steak. But I guess it's fried in the way that you'd fried chicken.
1: Chicken, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. The robots have proven themselves useful in fending off boars and deer in crop fields, but the trial is still out for how. But the trial is still out for how they will fare with bears. While rare, Hokkaido is known for its, higuma or brown bear, which are similar to the American grizzly. Now, if you are in America, our um, current and soon to be ousted. Uh, secretary of education would suggest that's why um, you arm schools because they can fend off against some nasty grizzlies she said that about four years ago and i'll be happy to see her go (laughs) quote hiking in hokkaido especially places where bear sightings are prevalent require bringing a bear bell and it isn't and it isn't for amateur hikers and quote said yumi on gri- on uh, i send the sound this out here on Graini sure a former resident of the hokkaido owned town sapporo we've been there and an avid hiker in an instagram dm to motherboard quote i think i would feel safer with this robot making sure the surrounding area is safe before i get there and quote what's a bear bell yeah i don't know it's a good bear question bell. First of all, Joe Rogan's got some really good um, SEO because if you search bear bell, the fourth result in the (laughs) ads is his is his is his kettlebell. Yeah, exactly. Of course it is. (laughs) Bear bell. But thanks, Google. I don't even to click a link for this. A bear bell is a small 1.5 inch bell with either a thick Velcro strap or a carabiner used for attachment. You can attach it outside your backpack, waist or any other external piece of beer. Yeah, it doesn't tell me what it does uh all right well let's just assume it's do bear bells really work maybe uh who cares anyway they got a bear bell they'd rather have a, a robot scare bear in addition to its practical use we're getting to the home stretch here don't worry about it in addition to its practical use Angraini said she also believes the wolf installation is a fun spectacle and a good way to bring tourists into the area <laughs> that was that also says there's some um, concerns about about pollution when it comes to wildlife management via robotics. The manufacturing and implementation of these sort of technologies inherently come with environmental side effects. Quote, at some point sensors will become small and cheap enough that they could be deployed very widely. The risk here is that we pollute the environment while trying to preserve it, end quote, said Thou. Quote, at the same time, humans are impacting most of the planet, so wildlife is seriously impacted by our actions. WWF is working to build a future in which humans live in harmony with nature, and we use technology to do that, end quote. Still, thou is confident environmentally-based tech is headed in the right direction and will do more good than harm. So what do you think about these nightmare scare bears?
1: Yeah, it's a terrifying picture.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you click that yeah. link and see the video? Yeah yeah oh, that's it's even freakier uh, yeah it's <laughs> super weird but i mean this is also very par for the course for japan right like this is
0: yeah that's true why not why
1: you yeah, wouldn't pretty much why, why <laughs> wouldn't there be this
0: robotic wolf with glowing red eyes on this it's it's nightmare fuel though yes it is it's oh super the sound true. i just heard the sound it's you know what uh, it sounds I'm, like it I'm sounds not like to every it the
1: sound on, so
0: it sounds like every halloween decoration outside yes. of a house that makes noise <laughs> Like it's kind that. of how like it it's, moves yeah it's a shitty speaker and it's very staticky and you never want to hear it which makes sense if you're a bear but it's funny like bears aren't welcome here it's like bears were there first probably
1: yeah i mean and again i guess the brown bears because those are, are sorry the grizzly bears right grizzly bears and polar bears are the ones that kind of can wreak some serious habit the giant so i get it um, but yeah, this is the most Japan thing you can ever expect Of put this terrifying thing on this weird robotic and it just sort of moves its head around it and eyes light up and it probably makes Halloween noise. Hold on, let me let me listen to it so I can,
0: yeah, you so I can try to and
1: hear because I've got my I got my YouTube muted. Oh, OK. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It totally to hear does. It sounds like a Halloween decoration. Yeah, exactly.
0: But hey, if it works, why not? Keep those keep those nasty grizzlies away let's learn something the next time somebody try to brings up yeah we need to maybe you put these in schools Betsy DeVoska takes of notes <laughs> this is how you scare <laughs> no, away she some doesn't. Nasty she's, she's done
1: right she can go back to just being a rich rich clown yeah but she can invest in these put Yeah, them fair enough.
0: put them in schools they give you a deterrent I, if I saw this thing anywhere I'd I'd get the fuck out like this is this is not a just a scare bear I, it probably is also a scarecrow. It's a scare. It's a scare me. That's scare for sure. It's it's scared every shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. This is
1: terrifying. Absolutely. Yeah, because especially in the middle of the night, you see these eyes glow. and yeah. then it sort of turns to you and makes this noise. And yeah, you're gonna lose your mind.
0: And it's moving around too. Like it's on this weird gyrating thing. <laughs> like it's weird. Yeah, it's freaky. Check out check out the video if you can. If you can, just honestly, if you search if you search robotic monster wolf, I'm sure it's the first thing that would show up in Google. <laughs> but but give that a look. And yeah, God bless you. You know, uh, technology is a is a terrifying thing sometimes. Yep. And this is just a use case of that. All right, rounding out the trio of stories here, let's talk a little bit about Okonomiyaki. This is reading from Sora News 24. I have no idea where I found this. It was probably just in my Google suggestions because it knows I'm a fat fuck and I, and I have interest in these kind of things. Here we go. I'll send you a link to this as well because the visual helps. Uh, I hope it's a delicious visual. It's not. Move over, ramen and udon. Cup okonomiyaki has come to Oh, no.
1: Oh, no. What (laughs) have you
0: done? Oh. Some actual cooking required.
1: Oh, look look at how they massacred
0: my boy. Oh. Okonomiyaki, a blend of cabbage, meat and other stuff suspended in a pancake like Matrix is one. of that's the weirdest way to describe that, but it's it's very accurate <laughs> is one of the is one of the highlights of Japanese cuisine. However, it's best enjoyed by by the hands of a seasoned professional ingredient. Uh,
1: well, by, do, do we ever we don't even remember that woman's name? She she changed my life. No. Oh, don't. it was so
0: good and that that kid that kid who's probably a champ right now or he's dead either one
1: (laughs) (laughs) either she killed him or he's he's taken over or he's he's running the place yeah
0: exactly exactly oh man it's so good and they say it's best enjoyed at the it's best enjoyed at the hands of a seasonal professional. That's not true because every place we go to, you make the shit yourself. They give you your cup of stuff. Well, except you, for this place. This place, she well, made yeah, this it, is and it this was is, is traditional. Back. This is traditional okonomiyaki. This is not Hiroshima style. Hiroshima style, yeah, definitely oh. best done in the hands of a professional. Oh. <laughs> Ingredient-wise, <laughs> ingredient it's not terribly difficult to prepare, but the grilling requires keen cooking sense to not end up with either a gooey mess or a brick of charcoal. Again, I disagree. I think I did a pretty good job of it. So it was so it was with great surprise that our writer that our writer Takashi Harada stumbled upon the cup-made okonomiyaki set by Nishin Nishin Flour Milling. The sh- this should not be confused with the separate company Nissin Food Products, the company that makes cup noodles. Uh oh, but it appears to use their same one-cup preparation style, though both companies are written with the same kanji characters and pronounced the same way in Japanese. Nissin Flour Milling is actually the older company, having been founded in 1907, while Nissin Food Production Products didn't come along until 1948 that seems like a odd well, whatever if the if this were the case then even a cereal burning schlub like takashi can create a fluffy savory masterpiece so he took the 278 yen that's about two dollars and 66 cents plunge and picked up a pack unbeknownst to him that he had just signed up to do something he had never intended to do cook Is it really? Well, we'll find out. After popping open the lid, Takashi found a bag of special okonomiyaki flour mix, little balls of deep fried tempura batter sprinkled with shrimp powder, flakes of dried bonito, and grated sea lettuce. These are all important parts of okonomiyaki, but our reporter noticed some crucial things missing, namely egg, cabbage, and meat. Those are like actual foods produced by nature and not something Takashi was ready to deal with. After a quick trip to the store, let me actually before I go further, let me just explain that this is if if you could the one way to tell Japanese packaging is that it is the most wasteful method possible Absolutely. of putting all these things together. So what Absolutely. we're looking at 100%. here is a is a like probably a it, it's a plastic or styrofoam cup. And then you have the plastic top and then within it are four individual <laughs> bags of ingredients, uh. each one all together. Now, keep in mind the way you make Okonomiyaki is you just throw all this shit together anyway. So this is very strange. But anyway, but very Japanese. Um, and if you want to know the most ridiculous way, uh, the, the most absurd packaging, I'd say like the salted plum which has about three layers of wrapping before you actually get to this little tiny thing inside. And it's about 80% pit, but they taste okay. They're not bad. Anyway, Um, so anyway, after a quick trip to the store, he came back with with the needed supplies. However, standing there with a knife in one hand and a head of cabbage in the other, he realized he wasn't totally sure how to go about cutting it. He checked YouTube for some instructional videos, but they were all showing expert techniques rather than how a normal person might cut up cabbage. So he just improvised and started hacking away at it. I think he did an okay job.
1: Yeah, I would turns just probably out, say cut in strips. It doesn't need to be that small.
0: Yeah, exactly. Turns out, surprise, It turns out surprisingly well, although it's pretty hard to screw up basic cutting as long as you don't cut yourself. How rude. Next, there's a lot of shade in this art. Literally shouldn't Takashi here. Next, he mixed the flour and water in the provided cup to make a batter and then added the egg, flour balls, flour balls, and cabbage.
1: I think it's flour, comma, balls. Anyway. Finally, Yeah, mixed, maybe this person, you know, talk making fun of Takashi's cooking skills, she'll learn how to write. Yeah, maybe she'll learn about that. Well, Where did they
0: mention the balls before? Because they did say something. I thought, yeah, they were the deep fried tempura batters. Let's see. Yeah, little balls of deep fried tempura batter.
1: Yeah, don't be throwing shade at Takashi. You can't write, so shut up. <laughs> yeah, learn... <laughs> You can't cook. You can't write. One is a job. One isn't.
0: I think they can both be jobs, but no, no, anyway. not for these people. Takashi's yeah. job is not to cook food. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point here. He's he's a guinea pig here. Finally, he mixed he mixed it all together. He was surprised at how much it looked like actual okonomiyaki mix that you can that you might see in a restaurant, and not like a big bowl of failure. Again, everything has like this kind of, yeah, you know, like, like this little, uh, to, yeah, yeah. How rude. However, next, his biggest challenge awaited. He would have to fry this mixture into a somewhat solid disc of deliciousness. First, he coated his pan with salad oil, not knowing how salad oil, not knowing how much oil to use. He just kind of winged it and put in an, and put in the amount that felt right. Then he nervously introduced his mix to the heat after a few minutes. Looks okay. It was a success. It's a little dark. Okay. Yeah, I guess maybe maybe want a little bit of that crunch. Okay, it was a little bit, it was a little black on top, but that was just sick. But that was just singeing caused by the oil. It, hot, actually wa- actually. <laughs> it actually was. It actually was
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> or or you used a uh, uh, an oil with a uh, too low of a smoke point.
1: Yeah, so you used something like olive oil or something. Yeah,
0: mistake. They just said salad oil, and it's not even a thing, is it? I don't know what salad oil is. Salad oil is probably an olive oil. Yeah, because it's oil that you put on a salad, right? <laughs> like yeah, you're not gonna if, put. I, if I'm going to use some deductive yeah. reasoning here, what is salad oil? It's another yeah, like term not for put... light-tasting vegetable oil. No, vegetable okay. oil would that have is, that a... That should be
1: right. That should be fine. Yeah, so
0: that would be a high smoke point. Takashi, you just fucked up a little bit. You just burned it. Maybe <laughs> hey, look, it it's all right, Takashi. You did okay. But you're learning. You know, first attempt, fine. It just looked edible. So, all right. Okay, it's a little black, but that was probably caused by the oil. It wasn't... It wasn't burnt too deeply overall and had a good level of cohesiveness for a guy who would normally shy away from making toast. This, Jesus Christ, this is a phenomenal <laughs> achievement. Oh, he couldn't figure out the cereal either without splashing his milk everywhere. He was victoriously put all, he victoriously put all his toppings on, which had the charring, which had the charring and made it look like an okonomiyaki that could rival many you might find, you find you might find in a prison cafeteria <laughs>
1: jesus
0: is, that, is is okonomiyaki prison food is that what we
1: had no, no i think this person is just saying yeah, yeah like, I, I mean i wish quality. i would go, if i go to jail like in japan it, and you give me okonomiyaki i just assume you'd give me that awful breakfast that you serve everybody
0: yeah when you go to, when you go to japan when you go to prison it's like once once a week you have okonomiyaki day that's like your Salisbury steak day and it just have <laughs> and it just and it just looks like kind of crappy it looks a little bit off
1: Maybe that's I wonder what, what prison. Getting. As you're talking about this, I wonder what prison food in Japan actually is.
0: You look that up, and I'll keep going. He was a little oh surprised. God, it looks that, exactly
1: like I thought it would. No, oh, <laughs> <it looks
0: horrible. laughs> well, at, the, at the spoiler alert at the start of uh, yakuza like a dragon, you you do go to prison, and you and and, and one of the cutscenes is in the cafeteria where you start a little beef with some guys, and they start beef with you because your protagonist has a heart of gold. And I don't remember what the food looks like, so that was just a. Dumb tangent. Anyway, he was a little surprised that the cup didn't contain mayo and sauce. Oh, that's fucked up. You got all these bags of shit and they don't include a, the mayo and the sauce? That's critical.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I noticed as well. I said, that seems like an oversight. That seems like a mess. Yeah, this is like a half step.
0: But luckily, condiments were the one thing in his fridge had plenty of. Really? Is this just like a standard? And it's like a standard Japanese fridge. They always have
1: that mayo and like that you got sweeter, the pie mayo sauce. with the baby on it. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's K-E-W-P-I-E? Q-P-I? Okay. It's got a little baby on it. Okay, fair enough.
0: With the amount of supplies given, Takashi could make two okonomiyaki, but the best part was having very few dishes to wash afterwards. As the taste, he said it was fine, but he might also be partially tasting the self-satisfaction of having made it himself. Fair Considering enough, Takashi considering his regular diet of pre-cooked food. Jesus. Takashi probably never would have bought the cup made Okonomiyaki, said how he'd known the amount of actual food preparation he'd have to do. However, he was glad that he did it and now feels like he might try to do some more dabbling in the culinary arts from here on out. Maybe that was Nishin Se- Seifun's plan all along. What
1: do you think of this? You know, what's funny, though. Like, For all things considered, it's not like you still got a lot of work to do. Like, if anything, they yeah. give you the batter, right? They give you the batter, and that's kind of it. And they maybe give you some seasoning and some flavoring, but that's kind of the rest of it you got to do yourself. You need an egg, you need some, you need uh, yeah. some cabbage, you need to mix it together, you got to fry it. So, all in all, it's like an okonomiyaki mix. It's like, a, yeah, it's like a mix. Like a, it's like buying a, a pancake batter mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, yeah. And
0: then you kind of add... like, just add an egg and want. some
1: water and you got pancakes in the morning. Like, why that's wouldn't they add the rest?
0: Why couldn't they find a way to get... Well, I guess cabbage has to be fresh, right? The egg is obvious, Yeah, so you're not going well, to it. Like, well, that's it. Those are the only two things I like the sauce. How
1: do they not have the sauce? Yeah, that's a little weird that you don't have the sauce. That's Do you have to refrigerate that? The sauce? Yeah. Maybe. But, I mean, you can put a little mayo in a little packet, right? And, like, a little... I mean, it doesn't necessarily be good, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's why. I guess they go, ah, you got to refrigerate it, so. Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, so I guess, but you know, it's, it's a step in the right direction, I suppose. It's not
0: as Should easy as that. Should I find this to try to make this? Yeah, it's not It's not vegan.
1: No, but I, I kind of want to make this. I kind of want to try it. Okay. Well, if you do... I'll see if I can shop. find an Asian store, and I'll try to make this.
0: Yeah, a couple of okonomiyaki. Does, uh... Exactly, yeah
1: the problem so is uh, is that the packaging in Japan is also so busy it's very always their their graphic does <laughs> their
0: graphic design Bad. uh language Bad. is like is just yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> stuff everywhere like, yes, do we, do we, do we include yet.
0: this yes what about this yes, and this
1: yeah, absolutely yeah I'm okay. not gonna lie what he made looks better than what's on the package. what's on the package looks a little like like too much egg well it's, you think if you're trying
0: to promote what it is. You would then that, that's like a third of the packaging is actually what it's going to look like. it's it's a third text, and then it's a third nothing. and like advisories being like this might kill you, or this is why you cannot just eat this stuff. you need to do work. That's probably what all the small fine print. or like
1: are. you can't cook this
0: in a microwave. you need to actually have a skillet a pan. I like the idea, like there's that just add an egg thing that they sell here, I guess, which is like you add an egg and you basically have an omelet and you put it in the microwave. It's ridiculous. I would never I would never, I would never. But if you had a shortcut to make an okonomiyaki like this, why not? Because it, it, I've made enough things in my in my cooking explorations this year. Like whenever I try to find a new pancake, like last time when I made that vegan shit, now I got like a pound of, uh, of chickpea flour. Like why – if you just gave me a vegan <laughs> pancake kit like this so that I wouldn't have to – or whatever the hell that was um, – that wasn't even for pancakes. That was for French toast. Whatever. Yeah. But the thing is, like, if I if, if you gave me that, that little kit where if you'd like, make an okonomiyaki, okay, so what do you need? Am I going to buy a pound of, like, a whole giant thing of this, of flour balls
1: or whatever the hell that is? Well, not only that. Like, you got to buy a whole head of cabbage. Like, I understand yeah. cabbage is cheap, but that's a lot of cabbage, man. Like, he probably used, you know, I would say a quarter of it. So I know you can also buy quarter slices of cabbage, but, you know, it's just. Yeah. You could also buy it pre-shredded. I don't know for for I don't think Takashi's as lazy as they're making him sound. Because no, I think I think this guy's got a problem with Takashi, and I don't like him.
0: Yeah. Master Blaster, that's from
1: <laughs> so real quick, I want to read you what the typical Japanese prison food is, right? Do you want me to read you the menu? Yeah. Okay. So there's this video of this white guy in Japan. Is he in prison? <laughs> and he eats prison foods. Okay, so for breakfast, right? You get daikon miso soup.
2: Yep. You're right. so money so
1: far. Yeah. Sour plum. Hey. Barley rice. That's what I was talking about. Sour plum, I think. Yeah. Sour plum, barley rice, and a coarse tea. This looks horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Lunch. You get beef curry rice, pickled onions, curry sauteed wieners, rice vinegar salad, and a coarse tea. Not you know, it doesn't team. sound too bad. It's you get like a you get a little uh, get a. I want to share. I want to see if I can share this time frame for this YouTube video for you, so that way you can just look. You just need to basically look at the picture because the picture is the menu that I'm reading from this dude, right? And for dinner, you get a chicken, a chicken fillet. So basically, you kind of get like the, like the breaded chicken curry, chicken slice, yeah. grilled cabbage, curry sautéed wieners. Macaroni salad. Who knew that the Japanese made macaroni salad? And of course, a coarse tea. <laughs> so that is your prison meal. Uh I am not gonna go to prison in Japan because this looks pretty rough, pretty rough. <laughs> it, the, the first two meals look like every breakfast we had in Japan that was the traditional breakfast. Key, here's here's the key, people. If you ever travel to Japan, do not get the traditional breakfast. You want the American breakfast. Because yeah. Japanese breakfast is awful it's probably the worst of any place we've been to as far as like oh yeah yeah like here's a breakfast meal right and we've tried the tra- the traditional japanese breakfast multiple times in multiple places and it's awful each time it's yeah. bad yeah it's bad that they, they are not breakfast people <laughs> they 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 eat pancakes like us you
0: find you find yourself a, uh, a boutique uh french toast spot where they serve you two to pieces of French oh, toast in right. in Shinjuku, and uh, and you'll you'll be in good shape. Or you find yourself a Bills, get yourself that uh, that ricotta, those ricotta pancakes with uh, with honeycomb butter. Oh man, I found that recipe by the way online. I might make those this weekend.
1: Or you get the souffle pancakes, right? Because we tried that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Th- again, I, I'm, I'm or all eggs friends. or eggs and
0: things where you get the pancakes with that mountain of whipped. Cream. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Eggs
1: and things. That's that was Hawaiian special as well. Hawaiian you know I mean? style pancakes. Legend. Hawaiian's, yeah. Hawaiians know how to eat. I tell you what. You always gotta look. You always have to look at the culture of people where you're going, and that will tell you how good the food is. The only
0: the only place for food where I was just like, yeah, I'm good, was uh, Lithuania, for me. You know, I, I did what I needed to do. I had the, I had the potato dumplings. I had the uh, I had the pink soup, and I was like, I'm good. I don't need this. I don't need this in my life anymore. Um, <laughs> it's fine.
1: It's fine. Yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. You Again, get all look, the other You, you, stuff, you go though. to New Orleans, right? You look at the people in New Orleans. You go, oh, you guys can eat. <laughs> you guys make good food. Yeah, yeah. When I went to um, when I was in Lithuania,
0: my so breakfast was. I don't even remember breakfast. I don't. I might have just went right to right to lunch because I I slept so late. Um, but the uh, but lunch was that traditional affair. Those two things I said, and that's because that's what I was told to have. The pink soup was like a cold
1: beet soup. Oh, that's basically, what it was. Oh god, the and two worst had, things of. Oh god, what you just said just made me <laughs> gag in my mouth. I hate beets. Did I, did I, not I send hate you that picture? Soup. Did I not? Oh, did I not god, show you what gross. that looks like? Oh. <sighs> oh how awful oh those two words you put together cold beet soup oh no 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 no. we ain't doing that that is gross man (laughs) sorry look lithuanians i'm sorry i'm sure you're lovely people but oh god cold beet soup no 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 we can't do that that is not a thing wait i don't even like gazpacho man and that's just tomato soup that's cold really I i can't do cold soup i can't do it that's from Google Images, but that's basically what it looked like. It's pink. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like Pepto, man. This looks like Pepto. It's exactly what it looks like.
0: <laughs> and you know what the thing is? Oh. Like I, I tried it because I was told to try it. So I did. All right. Good and on you. yeah. And it, it was the the first course, right? And it was like an
1: appetizer. And it was like the place to go. For, oh for god! This looks. So, this, this is place. like my worst nightmare. All of this. <laughs> it is. This. This might be the worst dish I've ever seen in my life. So I take. It's so got I, everything I, wrong with it. Everything. Everything that I hate in a dish. <laughs> a bright colors.
0: There's, there's <laughs> an egg in there too. There's like a oh hard boiled egg. A chopped a raw, up is egg. it raw egg or is it? No, chopped it's hard. Up? It's like hard boiled, chopped up. Oh, and it's like a surprise too, because that's the one part where I'm like, yeah, I know what that tastes like, and I'm not really on board with that. But um, <laughs> but I I go into this thing and I and I try it, and I was like, you know what, that's not that bad. But there does <laughs> but there doesn't need to be this much of it. <laughs> <Like this. laughs> Why is it so big? Why does it never stop? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's one of those things. <laughs> you know, it's like I get it. This is a gimmick, though. This is not people like really going ape shit over this stuff and i guess there is right but are yeah sure? was...
1: are, are they just are they just pulling on you like let's see if the american eats the, <laughs> the pepto Bismol soup that that you know our grandmothers ate during world war ii i don't know i don't
0: know uh, i'll need a survey more of the uh but they they were down because I, I went out it was i went there to to see a development team and they were and they were all down to like get lithuanian food we go to this lithuanian place for for dinner all together and. You know that I already had the pink soup earlier in the day, you know, fool, or the day before it. It's like, fool me once, shame on you. So it's like, I got something that wasn't that when I <laughs> went out, but uh, yeah, they, they were all down with all the other stuff, like the blood sausage stuff, which was like, oh, oh,
1: it, blood yeah. sausage as well. It's gross. Oh my god, yeah, dude, this is like hell on that. earth from a culinary <laughs> standpoint. Lithuania seems horrific, and I guess so, right? That's a war torn country for a long time. No, so no, 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 make- it's
0: actually pretty well preserved. Actually, okay. Well, there but you it, go. So I,
1: I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, but I can't even do that. Nothing's wrong with your country. It wasn't like you were living in they, famine, and they, you guys just like this crap. They keep the old ways, but that's the thing.
0: Like they, they the town I was in. I mean, I was in Kaunas, and I was also in. Um, I was in uh, Vil- Vilnius, and. They they have everything else like it's not like it, it's a, they're modern They do now everything because in between I mean, looks like this. everything you see from a from a north everything you'd expect from a north.
1: You see California. this and then you see and then you see a Big Mac, right? <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> come on, man, you gonna go for the Big Mac? You just are. <laughs> yeah, Pink nice, pesto nice. Bismo soup or a Big Mac with fries.
0: <laughs> That's why I got ribs the the first night. I like went to a British pub that the, that the got the studio recommended and I got some ribs and I was like, okay, these are good. This is a, this is a solid solid meal. And that's where, that's where I had uh, the, the server
1: said to me straight up, she's like, what are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) In that, in that type of accusatory tone, like, what are you doing here? Well, you know, I
0: I don't think it was like that. I think it was very much, they, they speak Lithuanian there. That's the thing. Everybody speaks English, but (laughs) that's the thing. So their, their tone can be, Hard to judge. I don't think it was meant to be that kind of malicious. Like, why are you here? Like, yeah. it was more of like, what brings you to town? We don't get many tourists here at all. Yeah. This whole this whole city is under construction. This isn't like the actual tourist area. If you're going to travel to Lithuania, you'd go to Vilnius and probably stay there. You wouldn't take the train that's only running half operations. Then you have to connect to a bus that then takes you to a station where you have to walk like about a mile to get to this town. <laughs> and that, where someone would say why are you here it was it was it, at the time it was a perfectly valid question fair enough did it, i did not i did not hold it against her for asking me that question but well, yes, look uh, if you give me a nice choice people, between
1: this pink soup and okonomiyaki in a box i'm taking the okonomiyaki in a box yeah i'm with you and uh, what, what about between this pink soup and that prison food <laughs> I'll take the. Oh, God, this pig soup is my nightmare. <laughs> I can't do it. No, I'll take the prison food. It's rough, but at least it's rice. Right. Yeah.
0: That's and why of course, tea. <laughs> what if it turns out that that's why those people are so huge over there and not like huge as in fat like Americans? Tall. I mean, like tall, like that is the land of giants. I was is the shortest.
1: This, is it this Pepto soup?
0: Yeah, that might be the secret. Pepto soup and blood sausage—that's what makes you six six foot five or something like that. I was—I was definitely the shortest person uh, over the age of thirteen in that country. <laughs> it's an easy easy assertion. Anyway, that's it for the stories. Now you're well informed. Nice. Um, so I do want to talk a little bit about this uh, for reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. Because I, I think it'll be quick, but it's worth talking about. And I just want to know, does this surprise anyone? Is anyone surprised when they reel this and when they when they hear this? And is anybody actually going to deny that this happened? Justice Department investigate reading from NPR. Justice Department investigating possible bribery for pardon scheme. <laughs> Yeah, so the justice – so this is actually updated – it says as of like – Oh, maybe this was – anyway, it was, it, this is, this ago. has been – yeah, that's what it honestly says, but it, it's it's kind of breaking throughout the week, and it's, they're still finding more stuff about it and still speculating, so reading. The Justice Department is investigating a possible secret scheme involving a bribe in exchange for a presidential pardon, according to court documents unsealed Tuesday. The 18-page court opinion is heavily redacted, and the names of individuals under investigation are blacked out, as is the identity of the person to, to be pardoned under the alleged plan. Still, the filings provide a glimpse into what investigators are probing. The federal court order, signed by Chief Judge Beryl Howell in Washington, D.C., is dated August 28th. It stems from her review of a government request to access certain communications Believed to document a secret lobbying scheme and a related bribery-for-pardon scheme, the filing says a government filter a government filter team was sorting through more than 50 digital devices, such as iPhones and laptops, as part of an investigation when they came across emails pointing pointing to the two alleged schemes. The secret lobbying scheme, the document says, allegedly involved two individuals whose names are redacted who lobbied senior White House officials to try to secure clemency for a third individual whose name is blacked out. The related bribery conspiracy allegedly involved the offer of, quote, a substantial political contribution in exchange for a presidential pardon or a reprieve of sentence, end quote, for an individual whose identity is redacted. News of the investigation was first reported by CNN, so it was probably fake news. A Justice Department official speaking speaking on the condition of anonymity said, quote, no government official was or is currently subject to target of investigation disclosed in this filing, end quote. The fight over the communications revolved around whether whether the emails were covered by the attorney-client privilege, which would shield them from the government. Chief Judge Howell ultimately found that the emails were not privileged material because each of the emails in question was sent to an individual who is not a lawyer, who is not a lawyer, quote, the attorney client privilege applies only when the participant in the communication are the client and the client's attorney, who is a member of the bar, end quote, Howell wrote. The decision means prosecutors can use the materials to confront the subject of the investigation in a tweet Tuesday, of course. President Trump called the investigation fake news, and quote, the full tweet says, pardon investigation is fake news, explanation point. And that's the latest. Now, the part, this, duh, right? Like, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course it's going to happen. But there's a lot of pardoning talk going on, because they're saying that Trump's going to pardon his, is going to preemptively pardon
1: Basically but his that's whole what family? makes it so funny because it's like, what do you mean preemptively pardon? Like, you can do that. You can say, "Hey, so if you like, like when does the preemptive pardon expire?" Well, they did it for like, Nixon.
0: He, so, uh, is it, it
1: anything that happened while you're in office you can't be prosecuted for? Is that what the preemptive pardon is? I guess it's so gray because they're they're
0: they're talking about all this stuff. So, there's multiple things to talk to, to discuss here. One is the bribery thing. Two is The pardoning of all these people, including Ivanka, Jared, other people close to him who haven't actually been accused of crimes. But if you're pardoning them, you're kind of admitting that they're, yes, admitting that they've done done something wrong. And then the third thing, which is a serious discussion now, is whether or not Trump can pardon himself. You know what? So you know what? these are the three pardoning stories that are in the news right now. And this is what a lame-dunk Trump presidency looks like in the middle of a pandemic, which he refuses to acknowledge other than the fact that he's not going to get credit for the vaccine because he's not going to be here.
1: So, <laughs> so if you're going to already talk about pardoning your kids, right, yeah. wouldn't you start immediately looking into, well, we need to look into these kids, right? They're getting pardoned <laughs> for something. And we don't know what it is, so let's find out what they could possibly be pardoned for. That's number one. And number two, that's like the most Trumpian thing ever, is to try to pardon yourself. I'm not even mad at him for doing it. I'm like, well, I'm glad you are who you say you are, right? Trump's never going to change. He is who he is. So at least this is consistent that he's going to try to pardon himself, because if you were Trump, right, and you had all of the Trump mannerisms and the behavior, this is like the first thing I would have asked. and said, like, hey, so um, this pardon thing, right, how does this work? Can I pardon myself? Because I've done some stuff that I'd like to just get that knocked out.
0: Yeah. And the, yeah, but the thing is, it only protects you from federal crimes. So they're being investigated by the Southern District of New York. This wouldn't actually, whether he pardons himself or not, that wouldn't, that wouldn't help him in that case. No. So, you're basically saying, yeah, we've done some shit while we were in office, and that whole thing of whether or not the the Biden presidency or that Congress is going to start investigating those guys, it basically takes it off the table. If they're like, no, we're pardoned,
1: so there's nothing they could do. I don't think he could constitutionally pardon himself, though, right? That's the question. Is that, that, that is yeah, that allowed in the Constitution?
0: I, I, it's not. Not allowed, and I think that's why Look at all the unwritten precedents that he's broken to date, right? Oh, yeah, if he it's not, care only about written and yeah, it's yeah. not that's the thing, he could pardon himself, then it goes to the Supreme Court, which he's stacked in his favor, and then they'll make the decision. But the question is, what would they actually do? Knowing that any president can do that immediately thereafter, they couldn't possibly like wh- what could you have done to support <laughs> that activity, like what. To sell your soul for that. Like Amy Coney Barrett, right? Would she do that? Knowing that she's still there for another fifty years? I mean, at
1: this point, right, I personally wouldn't I wouldn't, because you've already got what you what you needed, right? Like I'd be like, well, at this point I'm in. You can't take that away from me, right? Yeah. So but- if Trump is out of if Trump is like on his last days of office and he's asking, you know, the Supreme Court and saying, Hey, you owe me a favor, you could just pretty much ignore him, right? I would. Maybe. I'd be like, yeah, what, thanks, because bro. Because what what does he have on you? What is, he's like, hey, I'm going to put you
0: here, but someday I might pardon myself, and then this shit's going to kick up the line, and then uh, I'm going to need your help. Otherwise, I'm going to release all that, all those documents or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess. Or but I'm going like, to take it,
0: back my millions of
1: dollars that I gave you on credit. Well, that's probably the thing. That you're like, never going to get. There's some money somewhere, but still.
0: Yeah, Trump's made, they, they've, they've made like Milli, like $100 million like a hundred million dollars. They've made tons of in campaign contributions in the la like since the election ended, saying that they're gonna fight against this thing. So there might be some embezzlement going on.
2: <laughs> There's yeah. so
0: much shady shit <laughs> happening with these guys. Like, how is that not a red flag? They're they're siphoning money for people saying we're gonna overturn this election. We need your money to help fund this shit. Yeah, but for all donations under $5,000, none of it actually goes to the actual legal fund. <laughs> it goes it could be just be Rudy's hair dye. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's
1: like <laughs> or Rudy farting in the middle of a meeting. You saw that, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where Rudy <laughs> he's in Michigan and they're doing like this election hearing and he just he sort of he, you know passes gas in the middle of the meeting he's like in the middle of talking you just hear <laughs> and it's just like oh my god wow. this is your legal team
0: oh jesus god. christ they talk about how old biden is and how he he's got dementia and all this other shit meanwhile they can't they, they don't talk say shit about rudy whose hair gel is leaking and he can't control his uh his farts yeah, it's not. Good. Yeah, Rudy's
1: a mess, man. He's a it's real like he, mess.
0: It's like, es- it's like he escaped the home and is playing lawyer for for <laughs> on camera every so often. But, um, I was debating between talking about this and this other and this this wild, wild witness that they had at the Michigan uh, House of Representatives. And I swear, if you watch this thing, you and if I didn't tell you it was real, you'd think it was a uh, Kate McKinnon in an SNL bit. Like it's it's insane. It's really crazy. So anyway, for this stuff though, most definitely, here's how I see it. Was there bribery for pardon? Yes. Was it more than one person? (laughs) Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. People asked for pardons and got some money. Will he pardon his kids? Absolutely. Will he say what for? Probably not. Will he try to pardon himself? Absolutely. Will he say what Ford? No. What's going to be their excuse? Uh, we know the Democrats are going to come after us because that's all they do because of the Clintons. It's like, okay, whatever. Yes. <laughs> and then, and they're just going to argue it. And then they're going to ask Democrats like, well, that's kind of fucked up. That's basically admitting that he, that he did crimes. And then the Republicans are going to say, no, it's protection because you guys do it. just went after him and you're not going to get anything from either side. That's how it's going to go. That's what politics are nowadays. Sorry. Then be what it is, and Trump's <laughs> presidency will end just as it began with a whole bunch of bullshit.
1: That's my thoughts. Oh Trump! Oh Trump! It's almost over, yeah, sort of. But he's up. not going, we have, going away. What, like, we've got like 40 some odd days, right? Yeah, something like that. There's not a lot of days left. So. A little more okay, than a month. Yeah, yeah, let's 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 move on. I can't talk yeah. about Trump anymore. He's done. He lost. Yep. Enough of that shit. Now's now's the moment. Yes. But first.
0: I got we got some media therapy, but first I'll ask a question. This was uh,
1: this was uh, Greg's idea. Who's older? Gary Oldman. No, that's a good one. It's got to be Gary Oldman. And just because it's just because there's old in the name. (laughs) It is. Yeah, it's got to be Gary Oldman. He's got to be like Gary Oldman's got to be close to 60. He's close to 60 and that he's 62. Okay. Yeah. there you go.
0: He's nine years yeah. older than Paul Giamatti. Okay. But man, right. but, but Gary Oldman, you know, he's a bit of a okay. chameleon. He is. He is a chameleon. Absolutely. I keep forgetting. I need to keep reminding myself that that was him in The Fifth Element.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that was him in The Fifth Element. That's right.
0: Yeah, Zorg. Yeah. What a movie. Yeah. God, if it, if it wasn't for that
1: movie, where would Luc Basson be? Yeah, he wouldn't be. He'd be still be the creepy guy, the French guy casting young girls in his movies. Uh oh right, because he did Leon the Professional. True. Yes. Good point. Good point. Good point. All
0: right. Well, I could also ask, let me let me throw you another curveball here. Okay. Because before I, and this will segue into Tenet.
1: So, real Who's- quick before we talk about Tenet, I've got something completely unrelated to movies that I'd like to discuss with you. Okay, go for it. Um, have have you heard the internet's fury over the God of War, Kratos being at Fortnite? You mean the fact that he's in Fortnite? It's happened. he's in Fortnite. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to send you a link (laughs) to a video (laughs) that made me laugh today. (laughs) Because (laughs) what it shows how old I am. It shows I'm very old, okay? And I'm old enough to probably have kids who would love the fact that you could do this in this game. And Sony released a video on Twitter that basically shows this trailer of Kratos entering. Again, I've never played Fortnite. Right, I know nothing about Fortnite. Um, and Kratos sort of drops in. He does the Kratos thing. He's got a big axe, right? He's being Kratos. New Kratos, new Kratos, not like old Kratos, right? With the beard, he's dad. And then this guy (laughs) who responded to this tweet said, "You let this happen, right?" And if you know anything (laughs) about Fortnite, (laughs) if you know anything about Fortnite, right? Fortnite is where all the kids learn how to do dances, right? Yeah, So they do the floss it's where the kids have learned how to do the floss. That's where kids have learned how to do whatever this dance is. I believe it's a dance from TikTok. Right. Yeah. But they've got arguably right. And Kratos is, is pretty well known as a mature rated character. Right. Kratos. He's the God of war. His arc yeah. is he cuts the heads off of Olympians. He is fighting against the Olympians for wrong de- doings done to Kratos. All different types of wrongdoings. I guess Kratos is just angry. <laughs> I forget exactly why he's angry across four games now, but he's he he's angry, right? Well they uh they, they kill
0: spoiler alert for God of War, but they uh, you know, that is his family was killed and by his hand because he was manipulated by the God of War, and then he wears the ashes. He's white because it's the ashes of his dead family.
1: Yes. Kratos he is was very used by hardcore, the gods, right? and that, that kind of <laughs> pissed him off. Yeah, Kratos is hardcore, right? He's just a yeah. hardcore character, and he Absolutely. is doing He's hard. He's doing this. He's doing this TikTok dance, <laughs> and, it's, mm-hmm. it's, and the internet is very, not happy with this. So why? It's very interesting where we're going. Where Fortnite is the biggest game still, right? Has to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. It's the most popular game. It's on every single platform. I'm pretty sure I could get, I could get Fortnite on my microwave if I tried hard enough. <laughs> pretty sure. Yeah. You could probably play Fortnite if you got one of those fancy refrigerators that has a that has a tablet in it. You could totally play Fortnite on that thing. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to bring this to your attention because it made me laugh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm
0: right. I know. I, 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 people are going to complain about this shit. I, I don't of think. because
1: it's it's overly it's overly but it's it's flamboyant. fun it's funny. So what? it's funny.
0: That's the thing. Funny, like, and, and honestly, like I've seen <laughs> I've seen guys from like Corey Barlog, who's the um, who's the director of the game. Like he's tweeted gifs of. Like you ever see that gif of a kid at a computer screen and he like turns and gives a thumbs up. It might be like from the opening of one of these sitcom things. I have. Yeah. I think I've seen him use that. There's a version of that, but it's Atreus, the kid from the God of War game. And he's doing that. So it's like, they're not above. No, it's because at the end of the day, it's a game. Like it's a form of entertainment. Right. And there's been so much through this (laughs) character where, you know, have a little lighthearted thing through it. Why not? It's like, it's, is that really even Kratos in the game, or is it just Kratos skin? Like, don't but Kratos skin? I'm assuming. I think right? they should so seriously. But like then, some, pe- but some people are going to be really mad about this. But yes, to
1: get, yes. yes. The fuck But again, up. people are people are very upset about it, and so I just I saw this today, and it uh made me laugh. So yeah, sorry. That was, and then yeah, now you've got the gift of Kratos yeah. throwing the computer away. It's it's great, yeah. right? The, the internet is always upset about something, and this yeah, specifically and, is very hilarious. And they feel like they have the a lot of these guys. They think they have like
0: ownership over these these IPs Characters. that they like, but at yeah. the end of the day, you don't, and that's okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. you don't Kratos have to. Wants and, to do, and, Fortnite do Fortnite dances? He's going to do Fortnite.
0: And yeah. your your Kratos in that game? Like, there's a new God of War coming this uh, allegedly next year, assuming there's no delays. One hopes we get it because I'm a I was a big fan of the last one, and like the last God of War was the best God of War by far. I haven't played it, but I need to because you can get it for like super cheap. Excellent. Now that you have uh, your fancy TV, uh, dude, my TV
1: is great. By the way,
0: once you get your PS5, you get the PS Plus collection, and you'll uh, want to talk about media therapy.
1: Buying and apparently this I bought like the most hipster TV I could have bought, right? Because now it's like this is everyone's super popular TV. But you know what? It's great having a TV that looks like a picture. It's great. It makes you feel like an adult. <laughs> makes you feel like, and an it's adult. quite the great quality TV. I watched Tenet, which we're going to talk about. Right, 1080p, great quality, and it looked awesome. It looked amazing.
0: You watch a you're 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 happy that you watched a 1080p movie on a 4K screen.
1: Yeah, again, but that's my point. What happened like, it What great.
0: happened to you? It looked great. Looks great. I don't need 4K. Tenet didn't need it. All right, fair enough. 4K sound. We'll talk about that though. Uh, the yeah. I, the, the original game is great. The new one's coming. And this has no impact on whether or not that game is going to be great or not. It doesn't take away from how good the, the original one was or the original trilogy. And yeah, I think uh, I think it's cool. Go ahead, Fortnite. There, I think Master Chief's going to be in the game, so we'll be seeing him doing the floss
1: as well. Yep. He's gonna be flossing soon. Who's the character wow. in these games that would make people the most upset? I think Kratos is pretty high up there. He's a pretty big. I, one. I mean, Thanos, like, Thanos uh, was in it, right? Like the Marvel characters have been in it. Yeah, I would be it would be Joel from The Last of Us. That would probably be the weirdest one. <laughs> that would be funny.
0: <laughs> they put him know. in there and he's doing the floss. Otherwise, I'm trying to think who else would be pretty.
1: Uh, what's his name? The Uncharted dude? Nathan Drake, would he be would he get No, because he's got he's he's very jokey he's, he's very joke, jokey right? and fun yeah, like yeah who's i mean kratos has to be the most serious of all of the video game characters who's a more serious video i just game told character? you joel is i mean but anybody he's, but from he, the he's last got a us. bit of lightheartedness i mean i haven't seen the the new god of war where he's got a kid and i'm sure he's but kratos is pretty hardcore yeah but he's the whole of the game is about him trying to
0: you know learn be to be a daddy. learn how to be affectionate towards his son right and be a dad yeah exactly something like that that's a big part of the journey um yeah, I'm trying to think other more serious left field stuff. I don't know, because games always the best games always have a little bit of whimsy to it. Right. It's the same thing with those Marvel movies. Even if you're a super serious character, you still have that that whimsy and fun. That's what makes those movies work. Yeah. The fact that they had yeah, yeah, Batman, yeah. I'm trying
1: to think of who you could put in it. And I don't think that I think Kratos is pretty high up there. And yeah, Joel from The Last of Us is a good one. So. Uh all right so should we get to it? Should we do it? Yes, let's do it. All right.
0: So, we saw Tenet. Yes. And I have opinions. Okay. Did you know so before you start, did you know anything about this movie? Like anything? I saw the trailers. I didn't I didn't really know anything beyond that. I knew that I it had to really do with time. I didn't really watch the trailer. I just knew things moving
1: backwards and Yeah, I just knew that, that John it. David Washington was in it. That was all I knew. Yep. I knew nothing JD, else. JD Dubs. And Denzel. have you also noticed that he is starting to sound more like Denzel? Have you noticed this? Yeah, I don't know if he's, he's trying It's pretty to... amazing, because there's a way that he said some lines in this movie that I had to almost, I was like, that's Denzel. Wow. He's becoming his father. Because <laughs> so, that's where we're headed with him, which, you know what? Not a bad thing. Not a no. bad thing at all. Get a young no, Denzel. Man. I'm down for yeah. it. That's cool. Got to got to continue. Yeah. I,
0: I'm A world with two Denzels? Hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. That sounds pretty good. Right. When are they going to be in a movie the, together? The,
1: what is it? Looper movie? Where, what's his name? Plays Bruce Willis?
0: Yeah, uh, Bruce Joseph Willis.
1: Let's do that.
0: Yeah, you need less bad
1: makeup. Yeah, exactly. You don't need it. Just put Denzel in there, put his son in there. We're good. Yeah. So, this movie...
0: <laughs> I, I've i never really like wanted to talk about a movie more than... I do this movie in really? A really in a really long time because I have I was I was entertained for most of the movie. So that's good. Um as but it is a Bond movie in the way that a classic Bond movie is and I mean classic like a Roger Moore yeah. Bond movie is in that like we had a bunch of cool set piece destinations that we wanted to hit. We hit those, we did these destinations and plot and character and all that other stuff kind of comes second to all these cool things we want to show you. Even to the point where like everything about this, it, the, the most bond like moments in this from that era are the, the encounter with the, with the villain. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh, right, right, right. Right. So we're, we're going to, I, I can't talk about this movie without spoiling it. Okay, yeah, so th- that's what I, I wanted can't. to do. So look. Okay, so right, general... let me dial it back.
1: We're not We're not going to, let me, general thoughts, you're right. Yes. I'm sorry, yeah. I got too far. No, right, I had to pull gone. you back, because you're just like, this part, I'm like, wait, don't spoil it for people who haven't seen it, because Tenet, it technically comes out for digital release in a couple of weeks, right? true right it's in theater yeah. so let people um, people most people haven't seen it because right, Christopher you're right, Nolan right. is okay. a bit of a snob right he wanted you to see this in IMAX in you know perfect surround sound for you know you're only supposed to watch his movies the way that he wants you to watch them just fine and I respect it. Christopher Nolan's which I re- fine. it's the art right Christopher Nolan of all of the directors ever he's he is the most of an artist of the modern directors right because he's not that old I mean that's a good Paul Giamatti who's who's older Christopher Nolan or Paul Giamatti I might even look it up cuz I think he's got to be around that age. I'm going to say Paul Giamatti's older but just barely. Okay, let's take let's take a look. It's my turn to do this. Christopher Nolan is 50. Nailed it. Nailed it. So he's 50. So he just turned 50 July 30th. Good for him. So Christopher Nolan's not an old man, right? He's still a fairly young guy as far as the career of filmmaking and he's made a lot of classics I would say a lot of people who would say Christopher Nolan's made some of the most classic modern films right Inception Dark Knight Interstellar Prestige Prestige um, is still my
0: favorite of the Nolan Memento
1: is one of my favorite movies that movie is great then he uh, then he did the Dark Knight Rises yeah that, <laughs> that that that's a rough one done but again everything else he's done yep. pretty good pretty pretty good right yeah he's he's great like he's a he's a great
0: director and this and there's enough if we're not we're not spoiling but i will say there there's enough cool stuff in here and nolan's stuff in here but i feel like this is
1: nolan at his most masturbatory it's really funny because i love this movie i loved it i loved it i really enjoyed this movie i thought it was fun um now there's a lot of it i don't understand (laughs) yes (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) yes 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 a hundred percent. That's so what let, I'm saying. Let, let,
1: let, let, let's, let, let's spoil us let's let's spoil. I want to say as
0: you... a as okay. So let me let me give you my my top line <laughs> review. No spoilers. This is a this is a fun heap of nonsense. <laughs> that is what this movie is. You will have a good time if you expect to comprehend nothing, and for a variety of reasons. For a variety of reasons. One because. Most of the rules it establishes are stupid, like when you actually think about it. And two, the the fact that you can't you also can't understand what people are saying a lot of the time because the sound mixing is kind of assy. And I've and I've corroborated yeah, that very, looking muddy. Online. It's very muddy yeah. voices, right? And yeah. the and there's so much exposition, but it doesn't matter because like those Roger Moore Bod movies, they're just fun and goofy.
1: But I I really, really, really love this movie though. But it's
0: killed, it's killed by how seriously it takes itself versus the Roger Moore's movies, which know how goofy it is. And that's why I said I think that this I think this movie is killed by the fact that Nolan takes it too seriously and he expects us to buy everything (laughs) and it's so wacky and silly. I texted you 15 minutes into the movie like You did. This is this is some silly
1: nonsense. Oh but again, but like And that was the first time they explained the rules it brought me back to like what makes the intro to the dark knight great right like he's really good at making worlds yeah and then like putting action and camera movement into it he's he's the, he's one of the best ever at it it's really entertaining to watch his films yeah super entertaining like all of it is great so yep. let's spoil it so if you haven't seen it i recommend i highly recommend you go see this movie and like I jason do too. said I do Don't too. come out of it expecting to understand a thing. Just enjoy it. Just watch it, enjoy it. And then if you want to understand it, you'll do what I'm gonna do, which is probably watch it again very soon. Yeah, because I'd like to try to understand it. But I also am of the belief that maybe it's not meant to actually be understood. <laughs> so you just enjoy it. Watch it and enjoy it. So that's it. All right, spoil it. Okay. Um
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, the the things that he wants he wants to make a Bond movie. The point, the points I was getting before that they are actually ridden. like, they should bond. Him. Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. Give make him, make a Bond movie. Um, Hello, Robert Pattinson. I thought he was great. This movie. I think he'd make a good Bond.
1: Let him make. He looks good in he looks good in
0: suits. Like let, I mean, Mission Impossible is a little too jokey for him, right?
1: I don't know. Mission Impossible. You don't need you don't need him to make a mission impossible because it's Mission Impossible awesome. movies are awesome. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to watch it, but I think you're right. Bond's a bit more you can go a bit more serious on Bond, right? Like Mission Impossible has a bit of it's Tom Cruise, right? Tom Cruise is the star, where these movies, Christopher Nolan is the star. And that's even what I'm in, saying. Even Inception, Christopher Nolan was the star of Inception. <laughs> Nothing, yeah, but the like, world bro, you he got made... a, yeah, that movie was stacked with talent, right? And out of it comes the director. The director is the star of that movie. That's got Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hardy, uh, Gordon Levitt, dude. Um, it's got a ton of ton of big actors in that movie. So yeah, um, Inception.
0: So all of his movies. Let me go back to the Bond comparison because you have you have that whole meeting where he he goes head to head with the villain. Like, what was that scene on the water where they were in those weird ass boats? Like, yeah, that yeah. So whole scene boats, was crazy. The,
1: thing, and, the funny thing is, those boats are real. Those are American America's Cup. Oh, boats. I believe it. I believe they're yeah. real. And so that's a big that's a big thing here in New Zealand, those boats. Really? So yeah, I, I had but a bit of a what, what was like, the well,
0: point well, of that wait. scene? <laughs> yeah, Why was that? why was he there what were they doing why was he working in tandem with the wife who he's supposed to be sleeping with all these other things like it's so crazy it's like the it reminds me of the scene from uh never say never again which is a non-canon Bond movie where he's playing a video game against against the bad guy but they're they're having a party like there's there's or dr no where he's being wined and dined by the by dr no himself before
1: they have some big
0: fight it's like well, that they, was the they point, don't right? make it any like, sense
1: yeah that was the point of like it's kind of showing you oh you've got to get in good with my husband in order to get closer to him and so you. but he to never did he, he always, always was antagonistic it yes was, but that's kind of he the point. literally the very beginning that was scene
0: about. that scene came after he said he was gonna cut his dick off and and make him like suffocate on him that was the one line i did clearly comprehend and wish i didn't <laughs> that was awful
1: and but then, then but then like it shows it shows the fact that it shows the fact that like hey I need him alive right because at some point she unhooks his the safety vest from his thing and that look that becomes a more important point later in the movie right because you need him to stay alive right which I didn't understand why but also the other the other bond
0: correlation <laughs> with that was the was the whole army versus army thing at the end but it was I didn't know who the hell they were fighting they weren't necessarily I mean, the bad, fighting anybody. Bad those, the bad guy put those guys there to protect the to cool. protect the nuclear bomb. You would never, I never even saw any enemies. You just saw a bunch of buildings exploding and cool effects no, and all these other there. things. You and it was and it was, it was this massive they were assault. Wearing like white camo, like they were there. You could yeah, see it was them. just and then there was like the red team and the blue team, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't really understand what. The goal is: Why does that guy need it's to stay very, alive? He, he didn't even stay alive anyway. She killed him before the time limit was up. Like all this stuff, Kenneth Branagh was was awesome, and is he he chewed
1: the screen like, like now, you know, like what? nobody I, I don't else. Think, and the problem is, right? Like I, I think if you could talk to Christopher Nolan and remove like all of the pretentiousness that comes with it, if he was just like a regular dude, it's probably cool having guy. conversations yeah. with him would be like the, would make you feel like you are on a different worldly level right yeah. because obviously he comes up he's got this obsession with time and alternate realities and yep. being able to be multiple places and change this and so this is the this movie is the one where hey you can actually go back through time and do things and you could sort of walk your way in reverse time goes yeah. in two directions which is awesome right? once which is
0: yes yeah, the coolest scene By far, which I – where I was like – where things started clicking, I'm like, this is awesome. And then I wish like that was actually leading to a climax that made sense was was once they approached the airport and it all – and I was like, oh, right. That was those guys. (laughs) It was themselves that they were fighting. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. And then everything made
1: sense at that point yeah, you realize he lets him go because he knows it's him.
0: Exactly. Yeah, cuz you've seen all this stuff before and he kind of lose right. that to it at the end, but you didn't even need that fact cuz you figure he's already the guy that knows a lot.
1: But even so though, but like the whole the, the car chase scene where he basically yeah. gets the the reactor from inside of the the truck and he gets out and gets back in the car and then you start seeing things playing in reverse. It's it's great. I really love this movie, but again, it is it is probably the most pretentious masturbatory thing I've ever watched, and I still loved it. <laughs> I but still it's just it's it's it a, the, the difference between because you mentioned the time stuff, right? Yes. And
0: looking at the previous movies, and that's his jam.
1: He loves time and you know duality and you know yeah. being able to play with that. That's like so. If you talk to him about that, it's got to be that he's got some real nutty ideas about what time we live in. He's done a lot of drugs. <laughs> but I'd say
0: the the movies that do it that take the most risk, and it, it, let me try to draw some parallels here because you have you have the prestige, right which is all about these kind of, I mean, it starts effectively at the end and it plays out like this magic trick. And at the end, it ties everything in a nice bow. And I think that's the commonality between that inception and even Dunkirk, which is the other movie that plays with time. Interesting inception. It follows a linear path, but it jumps around in time and speeds of time and it, and the the rules and the rules are clear. You always have a pretty sure it, Inception is not as complex as people think it. as people try to make no, it out to seem. It's no, very it's straightforward. Not. It's um, not. And that works to an advantage because the rules are set and the rules are clear and everything makes sense. And then you get a nice bow at it. It leaves a little ambiguity in the last second, but that's fine. That's just fun. And then Dunkirk as well plays with time, but everything coalesces into one fine point. And the objectives for all of those movies are always – completely known completely clear so you that what, so that the rules have room to be complex while the objectives remain
1: the linear. problem with nolan though is that he has to he has to explain this to you in the movie like yeah words. but that that's what i'm saying is when you that's have relatively problem, right? when you have like, relatively straightforward yes. but when you have relatively
0: straightforward plots like those three movies yes then you you can play yeah. with the rules explain those things and you always have that kind of true north of, well, what are we doing this? Why why can't we do that thing? Because of these things. Okay, got it. But, but this kind of had that, though, to be yeah, fair. In addition to a really convoluted plot, what in the fuck were they doing? What was the code? What was the device? What was that thing? I don't have answers to anything
1: that happened in that movie. The guy was, The guy was traveling through time trying to build the nuclear device. Uh-huh.
0: What was the <laughs> nuclear device? The,
1: the, nu- the nuclear uh-huh. device
0: was the thing that set things backwards. It was like this weird collection. It was like this yeah. weird Like set. Have, like,
1: like, he, they built this in the future. And so in order to, to like change the past, he goes back in time and gets all of these pieces to build it. Uh-huh.
0: I guess. <laughs> if you say so. I Why? Okay. Why? 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 why did Why did she have to wait to a, kill the guy it, then?
1: It made it very clear because he had a dead switch on it where if he dies the device blows up. That was the problem. If, if it was if it was assembled. Yes. Which it wasn't. So they needed to kill him, right? Like, or they needed him to be alive, so that way the device is built, so that way they can take it out of that hole. If they killed him too soon, it would blow up the device. Right. But. So that's but why. it wasn't, why she, it wasn't mean, even it was, assembled. It was clunky, because he had, Nolan had to, he explained it to you. It was through words. Right, yeah. and I find and, bad, and bad hard. audio. You're watching a movie, bad audio, and really, like you're 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 watching the movie because it looks good. You're not It's not. It's not at such a slow pace that you can sit here and have a long, thought out discussion about what the plan is. Right, like even when they're doing the bullet thing, where she's explaining the bullet and the way that it works, it was a very quick conversation because he's trying to get to the interesting looking parts. And then he kind of says, Oh, well, don't worry about that. Like, she literally says, "Like Oh, well, don't think too hard about it, which is him telling you, Hey, you know, it's kind of not, don't, don't think too hard about this. Basically, time goes in two directions. It's what he's trying to tell you. Right. But he doesn't really. And do that's when it works it. best. Yes. But again, I'm with you. It's a little clunky. There's still parts of it. I don't understand the in battle. I'm very confused on what timeline is what, because Robert Pattinson at some point joins the other timeline. Yes. It's very confusing to figure out like he's dead and then he's not dead and then he's back. It was very confusing. It's very confused. Yeah. <laughs> what end. was the deal with the with the strap as well in the back? I guess that was just
0: to show that he was He noticed that it was room. him.
1: Right, he noticed that it was him and that he had been shot, but then he like snaps back up and takes the bullet from the other. It was very confusing. That was a confusingly shot sequence. That whole thing was a pretty, but it was also very important. It was a it was a major part of how important Robert that's what I'm was the, to the solving of this plot. But I don't understand exactly where he was at what point. And in they time. speak in such vague terms where I don't even know. Like, is Nolan ex, is Nolan thinking that he'd do a sequel to this? He's never really yeah, done a sequel what? to any of his original work. That was if he makes he basically is going to make John David Washington basically like this Bond time tri- tripping through time character. And I'm a hundred percent for this. Yeah, it, for it's it.
0: cool. Give me. I like the world. I, I like all the worlds that he builds, and I like the. Concept, like I said, that this was really clicking. Honestly, the the movie fell apart most at the end. The, la- the, the last no, the last oh, sequence was such a mess. Sure. I don't know why. Would it have been too cliche to end it in a at the opera house? Like I thought that was going to come back, and that was actually going to culminate into the f- finale. Because there was somebody using the bullets
1: there, and you don't even know who that was. Well, I like the finale basically being the boat. I like that personally because she sort of explains, "Oh, that part you was know, fine. I the left boat was my fine." Son, and then you know, this other woman jumps off the boat. You know, so he automatically already had another woman. Like these types of things. Sorry, right? I was thinking more in the like the set piece culmination. Yeah, sure, I was sure. just but I was again, just kind I liked of the bored by the. I enjoyed the boat set piece. I thought that entire thing was fun. I don't right have where problem he's calling him, don't have a problem and, she, like, and she, and he doesn't know that she's from the future. All that stuff. I like that. That whole yeah. playing with who is who is very cool. Yes. But the yes. battle, to me, I, I agree with you. The battle was just clunky. It felt rushed, and you didn't know, like, there's a red team and a blue team, but we're the, whatever the squad, you know, whatever the, I forget it now, whatever the name was, of, like, it's just the, the two special, of us. Special gonna, squad. Something whatever. Like whatever special squad was going to go in there and basically get the bomb and defuse it, but they couldn't defuse it, so they just brought it out of the reactor. Like, all of that stuff. They moved it out of, because remember, she kills him, and then they said, you basically have 10 seconds between time before, before the event happens, right? Right. So he had that watch, his heart stops because he's dead. And then it's basically they've got ten seconds before before the fail safe, which is the explosion underneath the earth, is gonna go up. That's also gonna light the that's also gonna let the bomb go. That that was the the climax of that. So she's basically like, hey, I killed him, I couldn't let him know that, you know, I couldn't let him think that he won. And then they go, Okay, we got 10 seconds to basically remove this bomb from this explosion that's about to go off. So that made sense to me. But how we got there with the battle made no sense to me. I'm super confused. <laughs> like the, the cool one of the coolest shots
0: they had. And I know he's big on practical effects. So I would like to know, you know, the way they did it was the building. I feel like he just wanted to show this building being blown up at the bottom and then being
1: blown up at the top and then coming together. And then, yeah. yeah. Like that that shit was cool. And I'm gonna say that's probably not practical. N- Nolan Nolan likes practical, but I get he it, needs but, <laughs> but I feel like he I, I feel like that might have been the first thing he thought of in this movie. And he's like, No, I right. think the first thing he thought of was the was the plane, to be honest. That whole piece of like how are we gonna make this big plane run into this thing? Because that, that you can do practical. Actually, right? I was thinking that the thing he probably thought about first was
0: the not that part, but the actual fight against themselves intersecting, oh, and sure, that was the. Sure. I mean, and, like, in the
1: opera. I really enjoyed the opera set piece. I, I did too. Really, I, like I said, it, least, it, it's great.
0: This is very Bond and very Roger Moore in that the movie is great until the big battle versus battle at the end, and then it's like, okay, what? Why? Why is this happening? Where did all these people come from? Because this movie is at its this things at its best when it's Bond doing Bond stuff. Once you bring in these big battles, then it becomes something else, and it's strange. Um, but the like, I, I thought the. That whole sequence on the fire truck was awesome. That yes. was so cool. cool. Yeah, like there's a lot of cool stuff in this movie. the The set piece to set piece to set piece design was really cool. It just was clunky the whole way through because, again, I couldn't really hear what everybody was saying. I kind of got vague understandings of what was going on, and the and the rules were just so strange and bizarre and and just motivations and just the the plot didn't exist the the characters were there to an extent but that's why i think the end falls apart because you lose you lose the characters the part of the boat is cool but the part of the battle is bad that's why i was like well it would've been in more interesting to end it Raccoon in the opera, opera. house yeah, yeah i agree that, that would cool. awesome and that would have been that would have even felt more nolan maybe he thought he would have been falling into a trope if he went there but that also would have fit perfectly into the whole setup he was building which were these intersecting timelines.
2: Yes, we're so instead you end directions. up in the
0: middle of the desert with this battle versus battle thing. You could have had two operatives in the middle of this
1: larger scale thing. Like I have no but idea. What like the opera house being a test, I'm still a little confused on.
0: Like it wasn't really a it. test. It was the, I thought the whole test was actually him
1: being interrogated. No, like,
0: that's it was what just him not i him saying. Not giving it up.
1: Right. But again, I'm still confused of like, okay, so now we're basically just removing... And again, Nolan does this where he's – again, I think it's just a bit too much explaining. Like he's not clear enough. He doesn't work his ideas clear enough in the actual action of the movie where he has to like literally explain it to you. And that's why the dialogue is super important. So him being pretentious about bad dialogue to me is just – it's his it's fault. bad audio. Yeah, he's big about – he's the one who didn't yeah. want Bane to be comprehensible. Yeah, because again, it's like – well, but he does so much talking. So if you don't want people to be comprehensible, then don't rely on them, on their exposition to explain to me whatever crazy thing you imagined in this movie, right? Just make it more clear through action. Make it more clear through what you're really good at, which is putting light to pictures. (laughs) Like, that's what you're really good at. Yeah. And yet he's still... He's not not Aaron Sorkin, right? He's not able to do that where you basically stop time and whatever character is going to sit here in very clear dialogue, beat you over the head with the point of this, Right? doesn't do that that's not his strong suit and he keeps doing it which is weird because he doesn't be interstellar it was, well. i had to watch interstellar yeah. again to really understand it because the first time i fell asleep <laughs> i fell asleep right as he hits the black hole which is really I like interstellar i think it works i watched it again i liked it much better because i actually saw the end <laughs> so i was like oh yeah there you go i basically fell asleep watching that movie in the movie theater when he's going into the black hole and my coworker is like laughing at me he's like, i can't believe you fell asleep at that part of all the parts but That's also exists. a movie that has a
0: a linear objective, linear goals. Everything is yes, pretty clear on what they're trying to do.
1: Up. But again, the fact that you're playing with two timelines, look, I, I but just, that's okay. I, I give Nolan props for taking chances like this. I think it's cool. Oh, I'm with I you. I don't real. think any other director would have had the rope to do no, what he did with this. Not at all. Not at all. He's 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 really good at doing this, and you got to give him props for it, even though it was confusing. So I'm gonna watch it again. Yeah. Look, I, I'd like to try.
0: I, like I said, I, I enjoyed. It. I had a good time. I, I set it up like I was like I was back in the movie theater. I popped some popcorn. I, I had my. Uh, I even had a lime flavored seltzer because I just had them on hands, and that's usually what I get when I go to the movie theaters. And it was it was great. It was great. It just felt like watching a blockbuster movie because that's what it is. But it's not. I don't think it's Nolan's best just because it doesn't work on every level the way that all the other movies do. I think it falters. I, it definitely has the weakest third act or you know leave. this this movie is set piece set piece set piece set piece set piece and then in between all of them they try to explain what's going on you kind of comprehend it you kind of don't you, you just need to understand the
1: broad strokes of things before you actually
0: it's just very clear to that he had the
1: idea for the visual gag first and he tried to shoehorn everything else into it and I think he got pretty close but yeah. the visual gag like, you've, like when they're on the boat right and it's like the whole image of the boat is literally the waves you know cresting back into the boat like that's like it's cool right like that's literally what he was thinking he was thinking of all of these beautiful things he could do in camera with backwards footage yeah and it looked really cool and then he tried to build a story around it and I think he got like 70% of the way there Which I would say is better than most people who come up with a crazy idea and they get like 20% of the way there because they're too busy trying to say, isn't my idea cool that there's two timelines? Let me just show you more stuff that shows how cool my idea is. But forget about the story. He tried to wrap that up. It just wasn't 100% successful. It was like 70% successful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, I'm with you. I think think that's about right. Um, But that's why I think a lot of his other movies that are not Dark Knight Rises they get more to
1: like that 90 to 100% successful. Yeah, I need and to watch the I need to watch The Dark Knight again cuz I think I didn't like that movie because of how much hype there was around it. Yeah. And I should watch it again. It holds up to repeated viewing. It's great. Where Dark Knight Rises does not.
0: No, it's the opposite of Dark Knight <laughs> Rises. Dark Knight, I was in the same boat cuz I saw that in theaters when it first came out expecting a revelation. I was like that was good.
1: And then every time I watch it, I'm like, "Oh, this movie's great." Because well, again, it's better, the, better, it's, better. in that movie, the very clear thing is that very first set piece is the best part of the movie. Yeah, when they're in the plane.
0: Yeah, but there's there's so much other cool stuff in that movie. Like,
1: oh, you're talking about Dark Knight
0: Rises. Yeah, yeah. Dark Knight yeah, Rises.
1: Yeah, the plane is the best part of the movie. Yes, Dark Knight though, like Dark Knight, the whole intro scene of that is great with the bank, and then him escaping out of jail. It's all great. He knows how to present a villain and
0: and props to Kenneth Brana in this for really leaning into this villain. Like he was great. Also I looked up oh, this is what I was gonna ask. Who's taller?
1: John David Washington or Paul Giamatti. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because the main the the leading um I guess she's six one. She's six I thought she was six or six three. Six three. Yeah, six three. Which again, I'm six one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's tall. So it was obvious. She's it was tall. obvious. She's tall. Obvious. She was taller than everybody in this movie. Everybody. Yep. That was great. <laughs> so I, I I would say, yeah, John David Washington, I'm assuming, is taller, but they're both shorter than her. Yeah. Well, they're the same height. So that was interesting.
0: Because that that's that was one of the first things I looked up. I was like, how tall is he? She looks very tall. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. She was very, very tall. But again, I thought everyone was good in it. I, I thought, you know, look, I I, I kind of hope they make another one, and that way they don't have to explain a bit of this dual timeline, and they just kind of own it and try to make it a bit more clear of where you are in time. Because it wasn't – I didn't need to be explained of, like, what the point is. I got it, right? Through visuals, I got it, right? That, okay, there's there's two timelines here, and these guys have a machine that allows them to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. But – Like, they needed to explain to me in what part of time are we in, depending on where. It was very confusing of who was where when. And that's why he was like, well, you've already told me all this stuff. So it's, like, literally, like, the future is running backwards and the present is going forward is basically what it is. So it's, like, this ever – it's never-ending, expanding timeline in both directions. And – it's just confusing to know of like, well, is Robert Pattinson here with us in regular time or is he in the opposite time? Or does it even matter? And that's where it just starts to get confusing. Yeah. The
0: I don't think we get a sequel to this. Uh no, and because, I don't think
1: it did very well,
0: did it? And, well, you know, it's the impossible. Coronavirus. Yeah. It'll we'll know how well it does. I think it'll make a lot of money when it comes to VOD officially. I think that's when. People actually go and get it, they'll they'll watch it on whatever service they want. You get twenty bucks a pop, it'll make it'll do what
1: trolls did, right? Well, this says box office three hundred and fifty seven million. I'm assuming that's worldwide. Yeah. So that's not really that good. Um No, but you, you also know? didn't have movie theaters in the US. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you didn't have movie theaters in the in the US, and this is you know, this is a US property really and they're cranking
0: up the uh the marketing as it's coming out so they're yeah, still, and making, again, and I, it's I, still in theaters so and he
1: doesn't really make i mean i guess you can call the batman movie sequels but yeah, yeah. Um, he's never made a sequel to one of his original yeah. or even
0: or adaptations cuz like the prestige was an adaptation
1: yeah so like yeah I, I don't yeah again people just don't people don't like the sound mis- mixing of you know in on 35 and again he's a he's a he's pretentious And it just is what it is. He still makes great movies, though. But that's the funny thing is he's, he's, it's pretentious, but it,
0: but they're still at its best when they're popcorn movies that play with like these, these fun, like this is, this movie exists on a gimmick and the gimmick's fun. Yeah. And I just think he, I think he actually overexplains things when once, once it clicks, don't, don't explain all the other little shit. I think the biggest problem, I get why they did it. But once she got shot, and they started going into all these details and why you have to go back to those things, like I didn't need that because now now I'm thinking about all this other shit that you have. Like somebody somebody made this point on uh, on Reddit. Like I was looking at the review thread there afterwards, like just trying to maybe get some of these questions that I had answered. And someone was like, "Well, how do, how do you take a shit?" when you're going backwards <laughs> in time what does that mean so, they, so you're in the oh, bathroom and the shit just goes up like what's up with that <laughs> oh boy also Leave here's it the rest. weird here's, here's the question I had that was also like pretty bizarre when why did John David Washington when he was fighting with himself why did he if he knew that was himself and it had already happened why did he why did he try shooting himself in that in that first sequence in the in the art place. There's like some oddities, but that
1: that's that's yeah. way more nitpicky well, again, than it should like be, but, the, the, the first version of himself didn't know that, right? But he's not the one with the gun. He, he's not the one who shot him. Right. Yeah, this that, is where it gets confused where I want to watch it again, because he knew that sort of you could reverse these bullets and they have the same effect. Yeah. So I'm not I'm fighting sure over the gun but again, this I, is the part that gets a little like those types of specifics get confusing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that overall, and, and I, and I like kind of movies that have that cool time loop stuff. Like, again, I like the premise. I just think it, it kind of falls apart, especially at the end and in, and in the details. And unfortunately it's a movie that really tries hard to go into details. And that's, and that's the problem. But I, I do, I do want to watch it again. I'm with you on that. And I think that'll be the ultimate test. like, See if it has a dark night effect or or a prestige effect. Prestige gets yeah. better every time you watch it, and uh, or if it has a dark night rise effect where you're just like, "Fuck this movie." Because I, I, I'll watch it through, but my answer, my a lot of my questions might be answered early on, knowing how it ends, and watching it through that lens where I might get to that that last set piece where I'm like, "Yeah, I don't need to see this again,"
1: yeah. because it was already a lot. But yeah, overall, I
0: still I still say it was good.
1: Now, there's there's one last thing I want to bring up: the military commander in this movie, beard guy is Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? And you know Aaron Taylor Johnson, I know him from basically Kick Ass, right?
0: Isn't he also wasn't he our protagonist in uh, in Godzilla?
1: He was, but I'm thinking of like where you first sort of remember a young person, right? was kick-ass, and that was 2009, 2010, so he would have been extremely young, like okay. 18, 19, 20. Yeah. The funny with him is that he's married to a 53-year-old woman. Oh, is it Paul Giamatti? <laughs> <laughs> she's actually younger than Paul Giamatti, surprisingly. Paul Giamatti's born in June, right? Yeah. And she's born in March. Oh, no, she's older than Paul Giamatti, excuse me. She's older than Paul Giamatti. Alright. So yeah, it's just very interesting that He's 30 and she's 53. So good on both of them. I hope they're happy. And yeah, he just looks super old now. He looks like a grown man. It's very, very strange when you see him in kick ass and he's just a kid. So
0: she's got, whoa, holy crap. This woman, Sam Taylor Johnson. She's got one, two, three, four, five kids.
1: Yeah. Good how, on do they, how do you think they met? Think they met they on married. the set of Nowhere Man. Or Nowhere Boys. sorry. I'm reading this. I'm reading this on Wikipedia now. I don't know this off the top of my head. Was he Meeting the nowhere the boy? The film, nowhere and she's boy. like, I'm gonna make you a nowhere man,
0: and then yeah. uh and the rest was history. There you go. Yeah.
1: Two yeah. of those kids
0: yeah. are his, by the way. Yeah, so there you go. There wow. you go. Anyway, fun movie. Recommend it. It's not not Nolan's best. I'd give it like a solid
1: seven point five. I give it a seven. I'm hoping if rewatching it puts I mean, no, I I give it about an eight or nine personally, but I hope re watching it makes it a ten. I hope rewatching it doesn't make it a seven. When I go, oh, this is stupid, because <laughs> it might be. Yeah,
0: and, yeah, but again, it, it's fun. Uh, you just got to go and looking at it like a like a campy Bond movie, and then, I think a lot of that is because I had no expectations for this movie,
1: none. Yeah, and so I, I mean, I, my and expectations
0: it's- were it's Nolan, and I expect it to be like a dope ass Nolan film. It's going to be. I thought it was. I thought the plot was just going to be a little more linear, like the others. And I think he just he just lost it, just lost it a little too much, a little too much. But I, I, I'll i still look forward to the next Nolan movie. It's I wasn't I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time and I like the creativity. So keep on keep taking those risks. I would I'm happy this movie exists. Let me put it
1: that way. Is, is that do you think he'd be offended if you he heard that? <laughs> well, he'd say, why did you watch it on your TV? You needed to go to IMAX movie theater to watch my films. I don't know, Nolan, give me the give me the fucking uh, vaccine. Give me the COVID vaccine. Yeah, he's going to yeah, get one. one he's in Britain. he's he's in London, right? So he'll get a vaccine. If I get
0: the uh if this is still in theaters, I'll, I'll I'll see this in theaters. I think I think some of these set pieces should
1: be seen in theaters. It'd be awesome. Yeah, it's in theaters here, but there's no IMAX screen here. So hmm, What a shame. All right. Well,
0: uh That's it. I got, I got nothing else to say. So yeah, that's it. Cool. And it's super late in New York. So you should probably go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost 2am. So I'm going to do that. And yeah, go subscribe. He's abroad.com. Tell, tell people about it. You know, something clever here, figure it out. I don't know. Tell somebody about it. When you're at, when you're at your, I got nothing. I got nothing. Anyway, till next week, this podcast is over.